Amen. Amen. All right, Karibuni everyone. So I hope you've been well and you're doing great. So let's remind ourselves briefly, what have we been learning about? Eternity. Rewards. Rewards. Punishment. Punishment. What else do you remember? Yes, reigning and ruling. Yeah. That's books, it. The books of the books that you give to judges. Yeah, the, books, <laughs> the books of wax. Yes. Yeah, there's the book of life, yes. and then there's the book of wax. We say the book of life is what Jesus has done at the cross. Yeah. And the book of wax is what we have to do for Jesus <laughs> to get to heaven. When we're in heaven. Mm-hmm. Or what will be used to to get uh, to give us a reward, okay. Higher, Rose. What have you? What do you remember? Yes, yeah, speak louder. Uh-huh. <laughs> Salvation mm. does not get you to heaven. Ah. Ah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, you, 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 you. Salvation gets you to heaven, yeah. but your work are the things that will make you live to the kingdom to heaven. Kingdoms. repeat your lesson. No? Alright. Yeah. Okay. Uh, podcast. Alright, so today we are going to look at how to interpret dreams and visions. Martinez, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll finish. But you see, this is the other thing that I noticed when I was preparing this. We were talking about heaven last week. Mm. And the funny thing is, God, there are so many scriptures that I will, you know, I will mention in which God talks about colors. For example, when they were building the temple, God gave them specific colors to use at specific places. Which means the colors on earth originated from heaven. Which even emphasizes the point that earth, I'm at this side of the universe, is an extension of what? Heaven. In other words, blue on earth is blue in heaven. Again, gold on earth, color gold, is still color gold in Heaven. I don't know why people think that Kutakwana change, it's a blue, Kutakwana Brubrak. <laughs> like, we, are, we have extended. So, but have you ever dreamt? How many of you have ever dreamt a dream that you woke up in the morning or you even woke up at that hour and you still remember the dream? How many? millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Or how many of you have never dreamt such dreams? You don't dream those kind of dreams. Like you just dream and that's it. You don't dream those of those dreams that shake you. Okay. So today I want us to look at that. How to interpret dreams and visions, specifically on understanding biblical symbols in dreams and visions. Okay. We start with colors. Colors in the Bible. What do they represent? 
uh, how do you understand the colors? For example, if you dream or you see a vision of a particular color, there is a difference between vision and, and dream. Okay? A vision is... Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> so, a vision is what you see when you are awake. You're not asleep. It comes to you like a picture. It a video. It a movie. It's like you're watching it. That's a vision. A dream is what you see when you are sleeping. The difference is, in a dream, you have no control. You're just dreaming. Okay? You find yourself in a dream, and you keep, you know, you keep dreaming. There are some scary dreams where you shake yourself up, you know, but you keep dreaming. A vision, you can have control over it. When you see it, you can sometimes turn, again, turn away from it or just watch it. <coughs> Joseph, in the Bible, has dreams. You know that story? And it starts when he was very young. John the Revelator, in the book of Revelation, has a what? Has visions. Okay? Because he was alive and he was awake. And he could see. Higher. So color white. Let's start with color white. What do you think the white color represents? In the, in the eyes of God. Purity, peace. Uh-huh. They have the advantage online or on Zango, so they, they can I won't ask them. Peace. What else do you think the color white represents in the Bible? Dignity. Dignity. Righteousness. Justice. Justice, okay. <laughs> Justice near all coin, but it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because of its significance, it can, it, can, it can mean justice, because justice is doing what is justice. Okay, alright. Now, white color represents purity, righteousness, and holiness. Okay? Purity, righteousness, and so whenever you dream with a white color, there is that aspect. Turn to Revelation 7 verse 14. Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. Karibu Tony. Nakuona Tony. Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. If you are there, say Amen. Ay, chap chap watu wa mungu. Revelation 7 14. <laughs> So let me read what it says. Oh, oh wait, okay. Revelation 7.14. Soma. I answered, sir, you know, and you say, these are, the, these are they who have come out of the great nation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Okay. These are they who have come out of what? The great tribulation. Now, when I mention the Great Tribulation, that's another whole topic, but I won't get into that because there will be a time of Great Tribulation as Jesus has spoken about it in Matthew 24. Right? And in that Matthew 24 he says, let if you have left anything in the house, don't go back for it because it will be a great day of tribulation. 
woe to the pregnant mothers. That's what he says. Okay, but now this is a symbolism. White color is a symbolism. It symbolizes the blood of the lamb. It symbolizes purification. It symbolizes righteousness. So they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Isaiah. So what I'm trying, what I'm doing is I'm giving you verses, Bible verses that talk about this color white. So that whenever you have this kind of vision, this kind of dreams, this kind of engagement with God, you have something to fall back on. Alright? Isaiah 1, 18. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Alright? If you're there, say Amen. Alright, someone read. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Mm-hmm. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be they shall be like wool. Mm-hmm. Though your sins are like what? Scarlet. Let me ask you a question. What is a scarlet? Keep your rest. What is a scarlet? So, God in this verse points out and Kenyanafanya, he is likening sin. Okay? Because he said, come let us settle the matter. Though your sins are like what? Scarlet. Ask your neighbor what is a scarlet. What is scarlet? Okay. So God is using these symbols. <laughs> yeah? Okay, something dark, something red, a piece of cloth. Eh? <laughs> why, why is this scarlet so important that God uses it as a symbol? It is the darkest, darkest, darkest shade of, of red. It's a deep red. It's like blood red. You know, red blood is not red red. It's, it's darker than red. Because that's scarlet. So in other words, can the God have a symbol like that and a Your sins are so, like, there are so many, they are like scarlet. Okay? So he says, come to me, let us settle this matter. Though your sins are like the scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. As white. Again, white color. God uses from his own mouth this word white. Meaning, it is acceptable to him too. This white. Okay? And that's why in some verses uh, in, the, in Revelation, uh, they talk about shining like the sun. Shining like the stars. Okay? Brightness. I'm a white. Right now, though they are read as crimson, they shall be like wool. What is crimson? Another shade of <laughs> red. Yes. So God is insisting on these symbols. Aya. Revelation three five. Revelation chapter three verse five. <laughs> Revelation three five. Okay, someone read. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. 
I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. Hey. Now, when you read that scripture from what we've been reading, what do you understand? From what we've been studying about eternity and all, and all that. Uh -huh. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. So if you use theology by implication, what are we saying? There is a battle to be won. Okay? Is, is this battle being won by Jesus or by you through Jesus? Jesus. Yeah. By you through Jesus. <laughs> the one who is victorious will be dressed in white. Okay? So there's a battle to be won. And then he says, I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life. Not the book of works, but book of life. But will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Now, understand, there are people who will be dressed in white in heaven, and there are others who will not be dressed in white. That is what this scripture is implying. <laughs> be dressed in white. Okay? You know, I've seen videos and movies where they say, all of us, shall be dressed in white. And I, and I don't refute. But there's a particular thing Jesus is saying here. There are particular people, specific people, who will be victorious, and they will be dressed in white. Anyway, white again is mentioned where? Yeah. Heaven. Okay? So let me ask you, when you look around here, what, what white do you see? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Revelation 19 verse 8 Turn to Revelation 19 verse 8 In this world we live in There are so many shades of white And as long as there are shades of white In this world I believe there are also shades of white In the, in the kingdom brighter white 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 too bright white bright white shine and then there will be the normal white there will be many different shades anyway higher revelation 19 verse 8 we are still on color white for those who are joining up, we are talking about dreams. Scarlet is red color, yes. So, Revelation, Revelation 19 verse 8. You have been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. For the fine, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. Ahead. Okay, so I still emphasize, like, not me. This scripture is still emphasizing on what? White. On white based on? Wax. Wax. Sinewe mezema. Ebuso mwe vastena. 
Yes, she has been given the finest of pure white, which implies what? There is white that is not finest and not in its purity, but it's white. She has been given the finest of pure white. Uh-huh. For the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy uh-huh. For the fine linen represents the good deeds, good works of God's people. We will not wear white. But they but it will be white. In other words, there will be one person will wear this white or be given this white, and then this other one will be given a white. You will be celebrating, thinking you have white. Then you meet someone who has whiter than you have. <laughs> and then you're like, ah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> 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 then you know me. I see a brother with some glory. You see, we won't be equal. You see, people think that we are everything equal. No, we won't. Okay. Right, let's go to Matthew 17 verse 2. We are still on color white. Matthew 17 verse 2. Mm. <laughs> and you know, remember, your rewards are based on your works. So now we are talking about those scriptures are talking about the dress code in heaven. Some people ask, oh, how shall we dress? That's the dress code. Okay? Even your dressing shall symbolize your works. That's the thing. Like your works will be identified even by how you dress. Yes. <laughs> even your dress code. Right here. Matthew 17, verse 2. Alright, so this is a transfiguration. Jesus is at the mountain with who? With who? Peter. Jesus was with who? Peter? Peter. 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 John. And then what happens? Yeah? So two things happen. First thing this scripture mentions, the face of Jesus shone like the but then the body shone like the his clothes became as white as the light. Why do you think his whole body didn't shine like the sun? Darkest. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen um, the description that John the Revelator gives Jesus the first time he saw him in his glorified body? Okay. What does he say? Ah. 
different shades here, there will be different shades there, mm. and everyone will be given a linen to wear, a, a you know, dress code, and you'll have to wear that, <laughs> but then the brightness of what you wear will be determined by the works you do in Christ on earth. Okay? So meaning, if you just got born again, yeah. and then entered heaven yeah. with zero works, you will have your garment, but it will not be as white as someone who has been working all his life for Jesus. Mm. Because uh, white, but different shades. There's no, it's not that one color, this water to the no. But then when you put people in a crowd and everyone has white, but they're different shades, we say all of them is white. So, let's finish up these scriptures higher. Where are we? Transfiguration. So, John the Revelator, in the book of Revelation, describes Jesus and he says his hair was as white as wool, his face shone like the sun, and his eyes were like flames of fire. Okay, and then he had a white linen, and he had a, a golden, what they call golden, I think, effort or something. And then his legs were like bronze. Okay, that's Jesus. Imagine God Himself now, God the Father. Maybe there is a description of that. Only that for Him, He was limited. Yes, yes, because that's the other thing. There's a lot of symbolism to how John describes Jesus. When he says his hair was as white as wool, okay? Wool is a symbol in the Tunanara When he says his eyes were like the flames of fire, it is the only thing he could, he could think about. But in my thinking, it was more glorified. If the hair was white, it wasn't white like wool. It was beyond wool. But the only words or the only thing John could use that could that the world could understand was wool. Okay? Because wool is white, like white, white Kabisa. Does it mean passive? Yes. If I see Jesus right now, yes. the description may be somehow different. Because we don't understand maybe white. Yes. The light, the bulb. Yes. Yes. Maybe on a light your bulb, that's the biggest, brightest light to share your so you describe it as the brightest thing you have ever seen. But I believe when we get to heaven, the wool, the hair of Jesus, or the face of Jesus, will shine brighter than anything we've ever seen. Brighter than the sun. I don't believe that in the transfiguration, his face was shining like the sun. I believe it was more than the sun. But then the Peter, James, and John had never seen anything so bright other than the sun. And so the only way to describe that was through 
Osanto. Symbolisms. Okay? Using of symbols to understand some of these things. So where are we? Mark 9.3. Same, same, same thing, but uh, stated differently. That I'm trying to make, even a bleach, a bleach, a bleach, I don't think that white. Read Daniel 7 9. Daniel 7 9, so that we see what some of the things I'm saying. Daniel 7 9. I kept looking until thrones were placed and the ancient of days took his seat. Whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. Mm-hmm. His throne was like the fiery flame, his wheels were burning fire. Mm-hmm. So, who did Daniel see? Jesus. Who is the ancient of days? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 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 But according to the description, according to the description that Daniel gives, it is Jesus, because his hair is as white as wool. Now, if you read Ezekiel, which we will not read today, Ezekiel describes God the Father, because he saw him. Yes, he's referred to as an ancient of days. Okay? But in this scenario, in this particular Daniel, remember, Daniel existed uh, thousands of years before Jesus Christ came on earth. So John the Revelator probably had not read this book, and Daniel did not know John the Revelator. But the same things that Daniel saw were the same things that John saw. Okay? Thousands of years apart. Same story, same thing. So Daniel says... There were thrones. First of all, what do we see? And I looked, for thrones were set in place. How many thrones? There were many. Not one throne. Many thrones. So the question I have for you, as student of the Bible, who sits on those thrones? No, those thrones. Is it what? Who sits? Okay. The rulers. The rulers. Now, the first question you have to ask yourself is when Daniel is seeing this vision, where is, at what time in life, in the world, is this vision placed? It's true, you're right. The end times. It's not in his time. Okay? So he saw it in the future. So it does not come to pass. So he saw thrones, ancient of days, took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire. And its wheels were all ablaze. Meaning, this throne had what? Wheels. So now there is confusion. 
Because the throne Ezekiel sees also has wheels. And it is carried by the cherubims. Like God the Father is carried by the cherubims and he is served by the seraphims. Anyway. Angels. But angels who are more it's not confusing. confusing. Let me compare human what we have seen of course they are more confusing because they are not for us for 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 us yes yes because we have never seen anything like that turn to Ezekiel to Ezekiel chapter 1 Ezekiel chapter 1, 15 to 20. Now, as I was still looking at the living creatures, I saw one wheel upon the ground beside each of the living creatures with its four faces. Mm-hmm. As to the appearance of the wheels and their construction, in appearance they gleam like crystal light, and the four were formed alike. And their construction work were as it, as it were a wheel within a wheel. Mm-hmm. When they went, they went in one of their four directions without turning. As for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful, and the four had their rings full of eyes round about. Mm. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them, and when the living creatures were lifted up from earth, the wheels were lifted up. Mm. Wherever the spirit went, the creatures went, and the wheels rose along with them. For the spirit, or life of the all living creatures acting as one was in the wheels. So what we'll do what we'll do we we'll put that as another lesson. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Revelation 4 4 and then Revelation 6 11. Revelation chapter 4, verse 4, and Revelation 6 11. Revelation 4 4. Around the throne were 24 thrones. On the thrones were 24 elders dressed in white garments with crowns of gold on them. Mm-hmm. Dressed in what? White, white garments. Revelation 6.11 Then they were each given a long and flowing and festive white robe mm-hmm. and told to rest and wait patiently a little while longer until the number should be complete of their fellow servants and their brethren who are to be killed as they themselves have been. Alright. You know about martyrs. People are killed for the faith of Jesus. This is what they get. Immediately a king to be heaven. Each of them is given a white robe. Okay? And they were told to wait a little longer. So the ones who already died who have already been 
you know, which was as Mekato or Bill Short, when they get to heaven, they are given a white robe, and then they are told, wait a little longer for your brothers to come. Until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been. Meaning there are people who will die and have died, are dying now, and will die for the sake of Jesus Christ. The moment those kind of people die, they, are, they find waiting for them in heaven, fasting, white robe. They don't go to wait for their robes. They get them immediately. <laughs> yes. They have died, but then they are just somewhere waiting. Not knowing, will I get my reward, will I get this? They're just there. Okay? In heaven. Yes. Yes. In heaven. In heaven. You know, heaven has levels. Okay? Different um, ways that God deals with people. And, and when God, because I said last week, God is a God of justice. You cannot die for Jesus. And then someone else has been saved all his life. And has never shared Christ with anyone, has not even done, has not lifted anything, even his own hand, to go and share Christ. But you've died for Christ, and then you get to heaven, and you get the same reward. See, God is a God of justice. These ones who died for him will get a greater reward than this one who just sat back. This one who says no to corruption will get a greater reward than the one who bowed to corruption. Okay? This one who stole, you know, people's properties in the name of God or still praying that he's able to steal and repent and all that, and the other one who refused to steal will not get the same reward. Okay? So white. Color white. Let's look at red. So what do you think red symbolizes? Yeah? Judgment. Danger. Blood. Okay. <laughs> Sin. Red. Okay. It represents blood, sacrifice, and atonement. Blood, because the blood of Jesus, it represents sacrifice and atonement. Okay. Hi. Look at Hebrews nine twenty two. If you look at the Bible which we are looking at, you will find that there are different ways of sacrifice and atonement and offerings that required blood. Okay? So Hebrews 9.22, someone is there for us. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with mm. blood. Mm. And without the shedding of blood, there mm. is no forgiveness. There is no forgiveness. forgiveness. So why was blood shed in the Old Testament? Or under the law to attain forgiveness. Why did Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us? Forgiveness. To attain forgiveness. forgiveness. Which means you and I no longer have to do what? Shed blood. shed blood. Because we can use the blood of Jesus to earn our forgiveness. Okay? So then the question I asked, do we need forgiveness when we reach heaven? No. Okay. 
Isaiah 1:18 we have read it so let me just read it come now let us settle the matter though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they are as red as crimson they shall be like wool turn to Exodus 12 verse 7 okay red when you dream with this kind of color but also remember it depends on the kind of dream the context of the dream exodus 12 verse 7 they shall take of the blood and put it on the two side posts and on the lintel above the door space of their houses in which they shall eat now this is this is talking about what passover chinekeo watu wakanisa bwana You know when, when God gave a command to Moses and then I'm going to go chat isn't it you can need chat you know I'm going to put a Mercedes eh what are you doing at the church people so someone is saying that they were not taught that in church they did not learn like they were told they were taught to to they you know drive Mercedes Benzes and all that now Jesus not, not Jesus Moses is given a command by God to tell the children of Israel to apply blood on the last night in which God was to show himself powerful against the Egyptian gods okay and so God uses this so God sent the angel of death okay to come across Egypt and to kill all the firstborns In other words God was responding again he's using a symbol he was responding to the Egyptian gods against the firstborn okay because in Egypt they used to give their firstborn to Isa gods akina Iris akina Nani okay akina Osiris Osiris and so God responds but he says anyone who puts blood on their doorsteps their houses will be passed over that's where the pass over the angel passed over the angel of death passed over so that means that that is where the word pass over came from okay and so because of the blood of jesus uh, because of the blood of the lamb in those days there was no death in the house of israelites but there was great death in the house of the egyptians When you have the blood of Jesus on you there is no death. Are you together? When judgment, when God's judgment, this was a symbol. Again as I said, this was like a prophecy of things to come. A time will come when God will judge all men, all human beings. But those who will be found having been washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus and forgiven through the blood of Jesus will be passed over. All the others will face death. On in heaven. On that great white throne. Your judgment. No. Okay, it will be one as your son. What I'm saying is this. Anyone today in this world we don't need the blood. Because Jesus already sacrificed and gave us the blood. So what will happen when we get to heaven or when we get to the great white throne your judgment the book of life will be opened all right 
And anyone's name who is found in the book of life will be spared. Meaning, for you to have your name written in the book of life, you must accept Jesus as your Savior. Meaning, the blood at the cross of Jesus has cleansed you and forgiven you. Okay? So your name is written in the book of life. If you don't accept Jesus, and you don't know Jesus, and you refuse him, your name is not written in the book of life. Therefore, you will face God's judgment and wrath. We are together? All right. Now, let's go to where? Leviticus. No, to some Exodus. Yes, Leviticus. When was the last time you read the book of Leviticus? <laughs> Leviticus 17, verse 11. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say hold on. For the life of a creature is where? Yeah? In its blood. And I have given it to you to make what? Atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. The blood of a creature is, is what? Life. So those days, this kind of blood is going to be accepted by God. Another read, let's go to Revelation 6, 4. This is interesting. Revelation chapter 6, verse 4. Okay. If you're there, say amen. Alright, welcome back. Look at the network. Yes. Then another horse came out, a fair level. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. Imagine. So there are two minutes of red. One, atonement. The other, danger or death. So when you dream, you see, even as you look at this, maybe today or next week, I will give you now the, the meanings of you know the positives and the negatives. For example, you dream with an ant. What is the positive of that and the negative of that? Okay? If you dream with red color, say Mangalia colors, what is the positive and the negative? The positive of red is it, is, it could mean atonement, and the other side it could mean death or kill you. Yes, Selifa, you have a question. And <laughs> like that, you know, living with an ant could mean you are hard working, you are the scripture, you are busy. Yeah? Genesis. Let's go to second. Let's jump Genesis. Let's go to second Kings. Second Kings three twenty two. 
and also yes, Second Kings three twenty two and Isaiah sixty three verse one. Funga yoya. Second Kings three twenty two. If you are there, say if you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say hold on. All right, someone read Second Kings three twenty two. They rose up early in the morning. The sun shone on the water, and the mobile saw the water over against them as red as blood. As red as blood. Now, you also remember the time of the Egyptians. What God did to the to River Nile, He turned it into blood as a sign of danger. I am coming. Okay, Isaiah sixty-three verse one. <laughs> Isaiah 63 verse 1 we are looking at color red Isaiah 63 verse 1 63 verse 1 Isaiah 66 You need to revise your Let me read who is this coming from Edom, from Bosra, with his garments stained crimson? Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of his strength? It is I, proclaiming victory, mighty to save. Okay? Mighty to save. Alright? So, color red could also mean the color of victory. Now, when you dream those kind of dreams, you either kill, you give me victory or being killed or being attacked. Whichever way. But if you have a dream that is negative in nature, we will interpret it. Aya, color number three, blue. Let's go to color blue. What does it symbolize and what does the Bible say about it? Royalty. Okay, uh -huh, uh -huh. so this blue. How many have ever dreamt with a, with blue, color blue? Ah, uh -huh. no, Relax. Blue. <laughs> dreams, it is associated with God's presence and heavenly things. God's presence and heavenly things. Okay. I did not say the sky is blue. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking. Maybe that's why the sky is blue. So God's presence. Ah, yeah. Exodus 24, verse 10. <laughs> yeah, you can request them. What do you think? <laughs> Exodus chapter 24, verse 10. Exodus chapter 24, verse 10. And, and so the God of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel, and so the God of Israel, and they saw, they saw, which version is that? And <laughs> so. The God of Israel. Hey. Oh, the Lassema. Yeah. Okay. And they saw. 
Yeah. And so. Someone has said, and then you saw what happened. And they saw the God of Israel. And that his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli and bright blue and the sky. Imagine. Imagine. But imagine that's what is at God's feet. Like there's a pavement. His feet was, uh, under his feet was something like a pavement. Pavement, yeah, God, me, sapphire. <laughs> you know, there are some stones that are so expensive that even to get, yeah, than gold, even to get a drop of it or a rock will cost you a fortune. Just imagine having a pavement of it. Making for yourself a pavement with that sapphire. My friend, blue. Blue. Numbers 15. Now look at what God is saying. He's giving instructions, very specific instructions. Numbers 15, 38 to 39. Numbers 15, 38 to 39. And this shows that God is also very concerned about us and about the things that we do. Higher. 15? Yes. Speak to the Israelites and bid them make fringes or tassels on the corners in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and put upon the fringe of the borders or upon the tassel of each corner a cord of blue. Mm. And it shall be to you a fringe or tassel that you may look upon and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them that you may not spy out and follow after desires of your own heart and your own eyes, after which you used to follow and play the harlot. Mm-hmm. A reminder. What color did God pick? Blue. Blue. Yeah. So that tassel on the side of every garment. So let me read my simpler version. Your brand deep. <laughs> Speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, You are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at and so you will remember all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. In other words, God is giving a particular dress code and saying, there's this thing that you must put on every cloth that you have. And whenever you look at that blue thing, that blue uh, you know, tassel, you remember the commands. Isn't it good that in today's world, after Jesus Christ, we don't have to follow these things? Mm. You know, like, <laughs> these guys are the law a very hard time. But after Jesus, now these are things in, in our heart. This cord is in our heart. Those days, they had to, like, even go, it doesn't matter come any stylist, fashionista, whatever, you must have that cord. So when you look upon it, or when you touch it, you remember, oh, I'm not supposed to sin. Oh, I'm not supposed to sin. 
You know, it's the same thing with the people who invented weddings. Okay? The spe- especially the white wedding. Because of the ring. The ring is a symbol of what? <laughs> Commitment. Mm. So then they tell you, whenever you look at that ring, remember, you're married. You're married. But the best one is where the one that is in the, in the heart. It cannot rust. It cannot get lost. You don't have to remove it when you are washing your clothes. Okay? The heart. Okay? That's the most important. Aya. Ezekiel 1.26 Ezekiel 1.26 Aya. Read. So much is clear. Above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli, uh-huh. and high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. Hey. Lapis lazuli again. Yes. Okay? So initially it was seen in the book of Numbers, yes. and again here it is. And guess what? When we get to heaven, we shall see it. Because it has never changed, it is still there. We shall see them. They have never changed. And this is how you look at the Bible and you are like, oh, so it's the same thing. Like you look at this scripture and this scripture, this guy is saying the same thing as the other one is saying. They have seen a lapis lazuli, they have seen sapphire. Another one sees the same thing in the same place, okay? Then you are, you are sure this God cannot be a liar. And this Gospel, this Christianity cannot be a lie. Okay? There is witnesses everywhere. Higher. Again, we see blue. Exodus 28, 31 to 33. Exodus 28, 31 to 33. Right? You are there? Yes. Okay. Read for us. <laughs> Exodus 28, 31 to 33. Please read it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. I make the rope that is worn with the aircon from a single piece of blue cloth. Mm-hmm. An opening from Aaron's head in the middle of it. Mm. Reinforce the opening with a woven color so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. Who is speaking? God. God. He is doing what? He is giving specific instructions of how to make the priestly robe. God himself, oh, God of the universe, oh. <laughs> imagine, so he uses blue, and he says use blue, which means God knows colors. <laughs> <You> know, like, 
may think, oh God is color No, he knows color. Everything God is colorblind. He knows colors. He created colors. He made colors. He developed colors. He's the one who, we, when, when we were born, we saw red. He had seen red. He made red. Okay? When we were born, we saw green or blue. He had, he's, the, he's the one who created the entire thing. So this is not new. So when he gives a dream to you, and he gives you colors, don't doubt, oh no, God doesn't appear red, my friend. He created the colors. Okay? Chronicles, first Chronicles fifteen twenty seven. First Chronicles fifteen twenty seven. David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, mm-hmm. as were the Levites who bore the ark, mm-hmm. and, and the singers and the Shenania, director of the music of singers. Mm-hmm. David also wore an effort, mm-hmm. a priestly upper garment of linen. Mm-hmm. David was the only king who had the privilege of doing this. No other king did this. <laughs> He's the only one to wear this. That, that priestly garment. He was the only one. The only king. The others who tried were hit uh, by leprosy, by sicknesses. Now, I've never understood the relationship yet, David, God and David. Theirs was a special one. And I wish I can have such with him, with the king. You know, like, brilliant. Ezekiel 10.1. Again. Yes. <laughs> yes, read it. <laughs> Ezekiel ten one. Oh, I looked and I saw the likeness of a throne of above the vault that was over the heads of the cherubim. Again, we see what? The same the same scenario, same setting. Nothing has changed. Okay? Nothing has changed. So this thing is like when you come and you find highlands here, and then you go and you come ten years later, someone else writes about highlands, which means highlands was there. Two people, three people, five people cannot say that something was there and it wasn't. Again, blue. Exodus 39.21 And you have to now open your Bibles quicker. They attached the bottom rings of the chest piece mm-hmm. to the rings on the effort with blue cords. Mm-hmm. In this way, the chest piece was held securely to the effort above the decorative sash. Mm-hmm. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Yes. As the Lord had commanded yes. Moses. So God was interested in the dress code of the priest. So he gave specific instructions how the priest should dress. Okay? So those are important things. Let's look at purple. We all know purple is what? Royalty and wealth. Okay? Royalty and wealth. Turn to Mark 15, 17. 
Mark 15:17 then someone else turned to look at to Luke 16:19 Mark 15:17 and Luke 16:19 They dressed him in a purple robe, and they wore thrown branches in a crown and put it on his head. Hey. Who was that? Who did they do that to? Yeah? Jesus. 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 They put a purple robe on him as a sign of mockery. Then they put, they twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head as a sign of mockery that this is the king of the Jews. Okay? Luke 16:19. Purple is a sign of rich, being rich. Now there was a certain rich man, mm. and he was clothed in purple and fine linen, mm. living in luxury every day. Hey. Yeah. You dream with purple? What are we talking about? We are more. Tonight people will dream with purple cars. Purple and blue. Acts 16:14. Acts chapter 16 verse 14 Acts chapter 16 verse 14 One of them was Lydia from Thyatira a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God as she listened to us the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying Hey so this this lady named Lydia, okay, dealt with purple clothing, which means what? She was rich. She was rich, and she was selling these clothes to rich people. Okay? And she opened her heart and received Jesus Christ, which means it is possible for rich people to also do what? Enter heaven. Remember the rich young man who came to Jesus, and he was told go and sell, sell everything so that you may have treasures in heaven your gospel up here leo is like ah zi ah buda what are you saying I'm like no 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 and it is the same thing in today's world by the way you tell people forsake everything for the riches of heaven and what do they tell you hey, let me enjoy what i am seeing <laughs> hey, let me enjoy what what is on this earth now you have been good for heaven to sort itself but then you will you know when you get to heaven it's eternity okay how long is eternity how long is forever and ever and ever and ever <laughs> or how long is everlasting there is no time time doesn't exist you just live on and on and on and on so how long is life on earth How long? What's the average? Biblically, what's the average? 70 years. 70 years. Okay? But if you have strength of body, 80. That's the biblical nini. Of course, if you want to go older, 90, 100, it's still possible. But then, there will be a lot of trouble. Old age has its troubles. Okay? So, 70, 80 is what God gave. Now, imagine you are born at zero age, and then you start making your wealth at approximately what age 30. If, if everything works well your life has been very nice you start making your wealth at 30 so by around 40 45 you are very very well very rich okay but then how long do you have to enjoy if you are dying at 70 40 years 
Because you are 45, okay, so you are at the peak. But then, by the way, you are going back at 70. So you enjoy back at 70. But then I come to you at around your 55 years, very rich, and I tell you, sell everything you have so that you can have great treasures in heaven. And then what do you say? Ah, no, no, no. Let me enjoy what I see now. Okay, let me enjoy what I see now. Okay? And then you enjoy that for that short period, and then you die. Then you enter heaven into everlasting. Everlasting. You live and live and live. And the longer you live, the more you start seeing how short that enjoyment on earth was. You start regretting and say, I wish I sold everything on earth to gain everything heaven has to offer. That's how it shall be. Because you want to settle here. We, we want to live here. We want to, you know, leave everything on earth. Just enjoy everything on earth. So that when I get to heaven, ah, but then Kunawale will sacrifice everything on earth and then they become very, very rich in heaven. And there are those who are rich on earth and they are also very rich in heaven. And then there are those who are very poor on earth and there are so many people. So the other verses about Papo, we have covered we have covered them through the Exodus that we've read. Okay? I look at green. What does green color signify? Yeah? Yes, life, growth. Prosperity. We start with Psalm 23, verse 2. Can you plant? <laughs> hey, plants. Hey, plants grow. <laughs> the plant. He makes me lie down in green. Pastures. He leads me beside quiet. Hey, green pastures. Growth. Prosperity. Life. Okay? And then Psalm 37, 35. It says what? Green, yes. Green says green signifies growth, life. When you dream or see a vision of green, it signifies growth, life, prosperity. Okay? It doesn't mean that we shouldn't desire to prosper on earth. What it means is we shouldn't settle for the prosperity of earth. You can prosper on earth if you are a believer of Jesus. But what you do with that prosperity is what determines what you will get in heaven. It determines whether you lay up treasures for yourself in heaven or you simply enjoy life on earth and then you become a hawker, not a hawker, a pauper in heaven. Psalm 37, 35, it says what? Have you ever seen wicked people succeeding according to our idea of success? Yeah. Wicked people. People who are thriving, but they are wicked. They are not dying. God is giving them time to repent, to change. 
you see someone like Chris Kirobi, when he got born again, he was... He got born again? Yes. Yeah. He got born again. <laughs> after, after his... Yes, yes, your time. So he got, he got saved. And then, one of the things he says is, I wish I got born again when I was younger. When I had the energy to work for God. But then he says, but no one told me. No one told me about this Jesus. And so I was telling young people, commit yourselves to God when you are still young. In fact, he said, I have been at the gates of death. Because you know he was in and out of death and Arudi, like it was a battle. So he says, I have seen death. I have been at the gates of death. And I can tell you death is real. But I wish I knew about this gospel and I would have done more for God. Imagine, this Kenya's billionaire, like brilliant, big, big billionaire Kenya, on his deathbed. But you see now people say, at, oh yeah, Chris Kirby said that because he had the money. <laughs> so let me make money also and say that. <laughs> 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 Let me make money and I will say what you say. You know, I'm like my friend. A time, hey, a time will come when we will all stand before the throne of God. All of us. All of us. And our books will be read. And you will be judged. And the rich will be judged harshly. The teachers will be judged harshly. The rich will be judged harshly because they could have done a lot of good things. But they did not. Teachers will be judged harshly because of teaching what they did not live. <laughs> yes. And I, and I tell people, when we stand before God, every little thing we have ever done, good or bad, will come to us. But then the good thing about believers is that we will be safe because of Jesus. That is the defining thing. We will be safe because of Jesus. So then as believers, we will be judged based on the works we did for God, for Jesus. So if you are a rich person and you are in Christ, and you haven't done what God gave you the money to do, guess how your judgment will be like? Some bishops will be in heaven. But they will be paupers. Watchmen. The watchman sees, uh, you know, the bishop sees the watchman being crowned, being called, and, and people are praising, uh, you know, heaven is applauding his watchman. The guy he used to, uh, to ignore, and, and he was arrogant about, you know. So this bishop would drive in with this huge machine. You know the machines that every bishop is dreaming of driving? You know, the, the V8 and the Watt and the Mercedes and the G-Wagons. It's not bad to dream about that, that stuff. But friends, remain focused. Tell your friends, remain focused. Remain focused. <laughs> if you get a Mercedes Benz in the course of living your life and fulfilling the work of Jesus, my friends, drive it. Enjoy it to the fullest. Again. But let not that be your pursuit in life. If you, are, if you get to a point where you can afford it, buy it, drive it. But don't let it be your pursuit. Don't let it be your driving factor. I think the main thing I am working towards is to drive a Mercedes. 
that's your purpose. No. There's a greater purpose. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. My friend, you look at the banks in heaven where thieves cannot break and steal. Okay? So when you get to heaven, you're taken to your bank, to your depository, whatever. And you a key. You open it like this and you realize, in fact, the entire building is your deposit. And you're like, ha! God is good. There are those who open and find nothing. You did nothing for Christ. Like, all you did was get saved, that's it. You did nothing for him. So why do you think he will pay you for anything? No, welcome. Thank you, you made it. God bless you, you know. Welcome to heaven. That's it. Uliza. Is it account for salvation or rewards? Like, there are even people who do good things and they will die without Jesus and they will still not find eternal life. We answered that question last week. Yeah, but we're online. Online people, we are still with you. Yeah, she was online, but I, did, I even explained everything. Let's give up a podcast. Yeah, let's give up a podcast. Your goodness will count af- after salvation. Count where? So, Yes. 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 But then after you say, why do you do it? Because it's good and for for Christ. Okay? You know there are people, let me tell you, only the person who does good can judge why he's doing good. There are people who do good to, to feel good about themselves. I help, I help them. You know, like, yeah. You when you look at that person, you would think this guy can make it to heaven. Okay? Or can, can get a reward. But God already can see the heart. This guy is doing it for his own pride. Yeah. You know, so that he feels good about ah, yeah, done. I think that, that answers the question of when I'm yes. perfectly. Perfect, yes. yes. They do that so that they feel good about themselves. <laughs> you know, you help a child, you go to a children's home, you help them, then you take photos. Then you post them on social media. You have received your reward. For you, there will be no reward in heaven. <laughs> yes, the father likes. That's it. Yeah, the Yeah, the Yeah. 
You be told, oh, in fact, when the books are ready, they are oh, you did a very good job. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. But you already received your awards. Yeah, then, then you are like, what? No, you post social media and you got 25 likes, you received your reward. We trade eternal rewards for social media likes. But then again, it's because we, we lack understanding. We don't know these things. But ignorance is not what? <laughs> it depends. Even in the eyes of God, you should have known. Yes, already done. But then, when it comes to works, do you know, you cannot pray. For example, you cannot pray for your reward to be increased or not. You cannot pray. The God increase my reward. It is, you have to work for them. That's the thing. But can you pray for repenting? Yes, you can ask, please forgive me. And he will forgive you. But when it comes to rewards, my friends. What a chapel for the ignorance. And still, I had a prior word. Yeah? Yeah, see, come on. So, we are looking at green. Wicked people can flourish, but don't emulate every wicked people you see who are flourishing. Some of them are not flourishing the right way. In fact, some of them are going to get uh, you know, into witchcraft and into all this power so that they flourish. So you start admiring them. Hey, you see how we stop on the road to admire some very nice cars? Hey, look at that Mercedes. You don't know how that guy has acquired that Mercedes. And it, this is a very serious point. And even if I finish on this point, I will say I've done my job for today. Churches are bowing to rich people. Yes. Pastors, bishops are bowing to rich people. Yeah. They, it's almost like they are worshipping them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a church in a whole convention and then the person they invite to come and speak in this convention? You just know this guy has simply been, been invited because he's rich. Yes. Nothing else. He's not even born again. He's not even confessed Jesus. <laughs> and then what are pastors saying? Oh no, we have to also learn from their wisdom. Mm. We also have to learn from this. You know, like so, it's like yes. It's like people don't want so we have so these pastors want the offering, they want the catite, they want some donations, they want this. And all of them will stand before the throne of God. <coughs> and then the Lord will say, I judge your motive. You invited this guy because you hoped he will do this. So book. <laughs> you have already received your reward. So in heaven, where any pauper? I see a lot of our uh, prophets, bishops, what apostles who are who are exalting themselves with entourage and bodyguards and advanced teams. They are almost like presidents. <laughs> when they get there, there's a red carpet rolled out for them. And I say to them, and I say they have already received their reward. In heaven there will be no red carpets for them. There'll be no entourage for them. 
there will be no clapping for them because they have already received their rewards. So when I discovered these things, I stopped judging them, I stopped getting angry at them, I said, okay, Jibambeni, for this short time, your time is coming to an end. Because there is no humility. You are even supposed to exemplify humility in wealth and riches. As believers of Jesus, we are expected by heaven to exemplify humility. I'm not saying we dress poorly. <laughs> I'm just saying dress well, don't show off. Don't show off. And now you have this watch, seventy thousand, eighty thousand uh, dollar watch. And then every time you are lifting your hands, I wanted to say this, you know, uh, uh, so that you can see the kind of watch you have. You know, or, or when you dress, or when you dress, you put you put the watch on top of your shirt. Okay? So you have to you know, we will do that, and that's okay. And we'll clap and say, that's a nice watch. But then God sees the, the heart. Okay, like he sees it, and he knows what you're doing. I'm not saying don't put on a nice watch. That is what, put on a nice watch, you know, look good, look nice. Don't go around advertising my shoe. I bought 10,000 shillings. Oh, shit, in my... You know, so, so we have all these things. <laughs> and we are using... And we use that for impression. To impress others. And this thing is so rampant. I don't know what to say. Because everywhere I turn, especially in church, churches, among Christians, everywhere. And not just that, there's also the issue of intellect. Wanting to show off that you are an intellectual. Okay? So that, that, that's no difference from someone who wants to show off their watch. You want to show everyone you know. Hmm? The guy he says, no, 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 this is what I mean. You know when we went, we went to Miyama. The Show off, you want to show off, you know, you want to say, Vitungufu, the power, power, powerful stuff. The deep stuff. So that everyone is like, wait, that guy is deep. That is also show off. In any case, communicate the gospel a simple, in very simple language, such that a seven-year-old child can understand what you're saying. Amen. <laughs> that is how we communicate. But then, you find out, there are churches, we are called for this caliber of people. We're not called for this. That is also, when Jesus came on this world, he didn't come to, especially the rich, he didn't go to the powerful people. He didn't go to state house trying to win the presidents and the kings. No. He went to the fishermen. And you know the fishermen was the lowest of the low. But today, every bishop wants to run to state house. Why? Jesus. Look in a bite. We want to run to state. Sorry. We want to run to state house. 
we want to be invited, we want to go and be the ones to say, uh, we want the president, we want the what? My friend, if you have not gone to where the people are, you have already received your reward. And then Bishop Okenda Kwa State House, what do they do? Social media, pa! Social media, pa! Today I met, oh, today I met, today I met. Gone. People, people, when I run to my rewards out, when I run, when I run, all right. Any questions? Any questions? To Jamaliza, but any questions? Yes, yes, Zalifa. I will lose Ending motivation to serve God even more. New drive to even remain holy. Yeah. Appear understand. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you begin to find new strength. Hey, kumbe, kumbe, there is this. You know, like I, I can go for this. I can do this because I know there is something I, I, I will get out of this. But before, maybe when you are asking yourself, why should I serve God? Okay, let me just have uh, just because so that I don't want to be judged, I don't want chat to say I did do this, I did do that. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Then you may say your story quite intellectual. Maybe after you maybe shall receive marijuana. Yes. Discover these things, you're like, wow, 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 wow. Another kuchapa back, back in the hands of the NBA guy. What are you going What are you showing people? He reward God. He reward God. But from now onwards, this path, I will do my best. You know, unless you are required to be like Daniel and offer solution to save a nation, then that one you do because it is part of your responsibility. I'm a someone like Joseph, and you are placed at a place where you need to say something that is smart for the sake of saving. Not for yourself, not to show off. I didn't know guys I can interpret dreams, okay? So who has a dream? Who has a dream? I want to interpret, you know? Yes. 
It means no, it's not a must. And that's why the funny. So that you are able to interpret your own dreams. But is there interpreters? Yeah, there are people who can interpret. And they, when they interpret, they use the same skills that I'm teaching you now. What they do, every dream has two things: symbols and language. So these symbols, the first thing, if you want to interpret a dream, understand the symbols, what they stand for. Then understand the language that is being spoken. That way you're able to interpret it. Not Mangalia colors. We will also look at numbers. What do numbers represent in the Bible? Okay? If you see number 1000, what does it mean? Because these are symbols. Then you look at the language of the dream. When God says, for example, when Joseph went to interpret the dream for Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, I saw seven cows on one side and seven on one side. These seven, the first seven were very, very uh, healthy. Then these other seven came and they were hungry and they ate the healthy cows. Okay? But that was a symbol. Did the dream mean cows? <laughs> you must separate all the healthy cows in Egypt from the unhealthy cows. Imagine if he said that. And then all Egypt was separate the cows. And then nothing happens. But then Joseph realized. Cows represent what? Abundance. Okay? They represent, for your dream, they represented abundance. These others represented lack. So, he interprets and says, one cow is equivalent to one year. So there shall be seven years of abundance, but then there shall be another seven years of lack or poverty or drought. So what you should do, so now he has interpreted the dream. Now he gives a solution. Okay? And he says, once these seven years start, save as much as you can. So that the seven years of drought, you will have something. When the entire world is dying, you will be saved. And the king is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. You see, when Joseph interpreted that, it resonated with the heart of Pharaoh. And I believe also God was in the process and go to a new area. It resonated with the heart of Pharaoh. Wow. And Pharaoh felt, indeed, this is a good interpretation. Mm-hmm. But then there was another bad king, better than Pharaoh, who dreamed and said, I am not telling you the dream. You tell me what I dream. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, then, and then all the people try to say, oh, our king, the sorcerers and the witches, oh, our king, tell us the dream, perhaps we may. And he says, no, I will not tell you. You want me to tell you so that you can manipulate me, so that you can lie to me. And he says, you tell me what I dreamed, or I will kill all of you. <laughs> and everyone is like, oh, God. What enchantments? Nothing. And then a soldier comes to Daniel's door. To kill Daniel. 
And he says the king has given a command that we kill everyone, all the sorcerers. You see, Daniel was categorized as a what? <laughs> in fact, he was the head of what? Sorcerers. Sorcerers. <laughs> 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 he was promoted and was made sorcerer, the head of sorcerers, witch doctors, what the? All fortune tellers. Daniel, the, the man of God. Okay. And then Daniel says to this soldier, I can't remember this guy's name. And he says, please talk to the king to give us till tomorrow. The soldier goes and says, oh, there's a guy who claims he can tell you, but we ask for tomorrow. <coughs> Daniel went and told his friends, Meshach, Shedrach, and Abednego. And he told them, pray. <laughs> <laughs> That night, the Lord comes to Daniel and gives him the same dream. The Kaneza dreamed. The same dream. Same, like, exactly. <laughs> same dream. The same one. Daniel wakes up the following morning, goes to the king and says, Oh, great king, I will tell you your dream. I will tell you. How many of us can be that confident? That first, confidence that God will speak to me. Second, that I can actually tell the king what he dreamed. So he comes and says, you dreamed about one, two, three, four, five. And the king was in shock. And he said, oh, Daniel, oh, great Daniel. <laughs> you see, now, Daniel wasn't showing off. At that moment, he wasn't showing off. It was a matter of life and death. If you don't afraid, you're dead. So he says, oh, let's, let's pray. So he comes and interprets it. Not for show off but as a necessity. And the funny thing is, the dream that Nebuchadnezzar dreamt is still alive today. It has not yet been fully, completely fulfilled. That dream, yes. Imagine, to this day, because he dreamt, he dreamed about the, the, how the world will become, what the world will become from the empire of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar dreamt about the empires that will follow his all the way to the last days. All the way to the last days. All right. It is time to give. As we prepare for next week, our online church is time to give. Hey, you've been faithful. May God increase your rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Even ask for, for coming. So that you receive, you receive the rewards. So, time to give. Till number 52758. You can give to our till number 52758 as the Lord has enabled you.
Let us pray. Our Lord, our Father, our King, thank you for today. Thank you for the wonderful things that you continue to teach us, to show us, to reveal to us. We pray that, Lord, we will become all that you desire for us to become. And that, Almighty Father, even as we enter heaven on that day that you have designed for us, we will enter, Almighty God, and there will be great joy for us and those who hear what we teach. I pray for everyone who is here today, and I ask that, Lord, even as we continue in this life, we will continue to bring glory to you and to honor your name in everything and in all things. We praise you, we honor you, Almighty God, and I bless your people for their giving, and I ask that, Lord, you continue to increase them in their finances and in every other area of their lives. Even now, as we go back to our homes, we pray for your protection. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Everyone say it. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Sylvester. Thank you, Tony. God bless you. Thank you, Susan. All right. Good night. Thank <laughs> 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 <laughs>